What's happening, y'all? You are now listening to part two of our conversation with Joel Thomas, singer, songwriter, cryptid hunter, and co-host of Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. Now, if you haven't listened to part one of this episode, definitely go check that out. Now, in this episode, we dive into what might be really going on behind the scenes with the UAP phenomenon, as well as the Book of Enoch, the Brotherhood of the Snake, Ancient Bloodlines of the Nephilim, and Joel's adventures hunting down high strangeness. Bub was absolutely going nuts in this second part of this episode. And we hope you guys enjoy this as much as we did. Take care. Much love. The public yeah. does understand that's kind of going on in the undercurrent Absolutely. of our culture, whether it's movies, like you said, music, yeah. um, controlling stars in some way to <laughs> kind of navigate culture in a way. Think of it like the parallel universe theory. Why wouldn't they? Where like we you know. infinitely are living different lives right now of like I'm right now I'm a, a, a rodeo uh, matador or rodeo I'm a, clown. I'm a train. I'm a train engineer. I'm all this stuff, right? Listen, <laughs> in every single parallel universe, Jay from Cryptos of the Corn works for the Smithsonian, and that is a fact. He always does. He's never anything different than that. Oh my god! That is the one thing that transcends time and space. He is Smithsonian. that in every single. One of them. Oh I knew. God, I knew Jay was a show. So he had to be a plant. He had that tinfoil <laughs> sombrero. He walked in with the tinfoil sombrero. <laughs> we just knew Jay. We love you. We buddy. love Jay so much. But no, what, I was okay. chatting with him a little bit this week, getting ready for Frog Band Fest. Yeah. The parallel. So parallel universes. I'm saying with the storylines of like we're living this storyline. Yeah. Uh, the the Senegal the Senegal people on the island where nobody ever goes and if you go they eat North you promptly. Yeah. They're on this timeline. There's all these parallel timelines of actual reality happening at this moment. Yeah. That what you're saying I totally agree with. We don't get this top level. Yeah. We're not going to get that top level. We're I don't know how we're ever going to get that top level. I and that's frustrating. I, I think we do. Um, but I think that maybe there's a there's a connective tissue here. You know. My faith in God has helped me understand that I don't have to sweat these elites. I don't have to sweat what they're doing, right? I enjoy digging into it because it's fun for me to yeah. understand, like, kid knowledge and to tap into that side of it. But I also know that there's an end game eventually, and I think we're going to be How okay. You go. Yeah, I, I just feel like that, too, you know, for me— I want to help people as much as I can while I'm here. Right. Um, connect with people in the best way possible. Let's create a society that we can create. Listen, they're going to do what they do, and they're going to make it difficult for us. That's all we've known that for what the past three years, especially. Yeah. We've seen how difficult they can make it for us, but we've also seen how we can maneuver to make things difficult for them. Hell of a lot more of us than them, brother. Well, and here's yeah. the other part of it: just you got to raise your as smart as they are. They're not all-knowing, and they don't always get it right either, though things backfire on them too, right? Yeah. The, the thing that they have is power and resources, so they're able to have a million contingencies on if this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this kicks in, you know, that's where they kind of have a lot of stuff going, because on a basic level, we're getting out of the occult and like the supernatural, at a basic level, they have a bunch of think tanks around the world that right. they, that world they use forum, yeah, to, to, to map out how we're going to react to yeah. things, like, well, if they do this, this is what we do. Well, it's like this gaming every Endless game a mousetrap. There yeah. you go. Yeah, for sure. It's mousetrap forever. And sometimes things pop up where it just so happens that they're giving digital, you know, biorhythm readers to folks in East Palestine 
a few months before <laughs> this accident. Like, there's so many things that are gamed ahead of time, and and you know, they're just so happen to be running some kind of a military drill during right. name whatever type of uh, an event that happens. Hey, Mike DeWine. <laughs> it's great, guys. Just drink it. It's cool. Yeah, it's not cool. It is not cool. That video made me laugh so hard when I saw that. I'm like, you shit, <laughs> like that was reminiscent of Obama. You remember that whole Flint thing? You know, oh yeah, the, the whole thing. Right. I was like, he just Publicity took a stunt. book. A, like literally, they went there to this lady's hey, house. Let's do the same thing they did. To, oh my god! Flint. And it's like they recycle stuff because they think we're that stupid. And sadly, there's people that are. But it's like <laughs> it, it, it's so crazy to me though that they do this and it's but it's funny now the people that are like waking up man the past three years even people mm-hmm. that fell for whatever early on in like 20 21 whatever man even some of them are like man things ain't right man we gotta get together now i will say you do have to be careful when you're flooded with like my process i think was like starting so early of kind of if you want to it's kind of cliche to say awakening as yeah. you're waking up um you know but i hit reached a point over i would say like six years where I, once i realized the financial yes. aspect of how everything works and the mm-hmm. imf and the world bank that unlocked so many of the other things the occult stuff i was looking yeah. into you always got to look um, at the money the spiritual side of what yes. was going on but that was kind of like one of the pieces and then with even learning about loving history and looking back and every ancient civilization that had power was the demise was through debt in a in a financial system yeah. that was out of control and and you know the babylonian money magic system yes it's literally like an occultic way to control people that they you know, wrote about in what in is? Babylon, yeah. and that's you know essentially they talk about these banking cabals, banking cartels, absolutely, and, and it all it, kicks off with the Kazarians too. If you get back to the Kazarian mafia and yeah. like really what's going on with these Rothschilds are and all that, you know, everybody wants to, you know, especially this past year, man, it was everything was anti-Semitic, and everybody was either like loving the talked, Jews or hating the Jews, and it was yeah. some big deal. Oh. Here's my thing, my There's take a lot on of it, that this year. Out the gate, I was always like. The Jews aren't the problem, guys. Like, Love everybody. You guys are so no. wrong with this whole thing. First off, the Rothschilds aren't even Jews, man. They come no. from this whole Kazarian bloodline. No, they were fake. Yeah. It, it, all these, like, these Kazarians have been running that section over there right, for the, the longest steps. time. Mm-hmm. They just took Judaism as their form of religion to hide behind because they knew if they picked the Christians or they picked the Islamic uh, side of it, they would fight each other. So they picked the one they didn't In have middle, to do it the with. Neutral, and yeah. they're literally running Russia and Ukraine at the same time and pitting them against each other in this war that doesn't exist. Or they're going to eventually concoct, right? This is what their, their their goal is. Or as I think, they're going to get us to the threshold of war and then the big boom drops. And I think that's when you're going to see your aliens and Nephilim and all that stuff. I think that's going to come. I think that's going to be that kind of like, hey, here's where humanity can go to. Here's where, here's what you can do to get to this level of humanity. We need to connect with these beings that have looked over us for billions of years. And this is how we're going to get to this point. I think, you know, a lot of people talk about the mark of the beast and stuff like that. I I think the actual mark is going to be something you take inside that, that changes your DNA, that turns you into this maybe 
gives you a little bit of that blood of the gods or whatever, right? It gives you that that next level of evolution, as they would say. Like, I think that's part of what they'll sell when it gets to that point. But I think they got to get the world to a fever pitch of an, an actual war. I don't know if the war is going to happen, like, not initially there. I think they're going to get us to a fever pitch, and then there's going to be something that unites us all together, where we're all going to be together. And that's the UFO inv- invasion. That's blue beam. I think— it, That's yeah. the fake UFO invasion. So here's my which, thing. Which they're priming with these UFOs. I like UAPs that theory a lot. I like the Blue Beam stuff a lot. And I was on Blue Beam for years, man. And Never and, found any documents on it, though, I will say. It's a whole lot of empty, as far as I can tell— um, it's the concept of it though, I think is a reality. Oh, I do think this so but too. It being an actual program, mm-hmm. it's, I haven't found any. Other. So here's the thing about blue beam. I, I really started lately in the past two or three months, I started kicking this idea around that. I think blue beam is at least in, in 50% of it's a psyop. And the reason why I say that yeah. is so many people right. are on it right now. Right. All I hear them is, it's like Tartaria again, everybody's screaming yeah. blue beam. Yeah. And I'm like, I can post something on Instagram and literally I have a hundred comments on there and everybody's screaming blue beam. I'm like, okay, now yeah. I think maybe blue beam some more. Right. Yes. Now, and not to say that I don't think that holographic technology has existed for a long time, that they've already been using it. Blue Beam's oh, been for used sure. for a long time for yeah. all kind of things. I think when this quote unquote invasion or connection, it's going to be real, real in the sense of we can see it, touch it. It's there. Now, is it is it supernatural? It could be in some way part of it. There could be an element to it that's real, too. I think it's going to have to be for it to kick off. I think the Blue Beam's the cover. They're going to push fear whatever yeah. it is yeah oh yeah it's for gonna sure. be you have to. to get everybody afraid so if something they do reveal something or we see something mm-hmm. the angle is going to be we need to protect you now you sh- need to sign over you know the rest right. of your rights for us to protect you from this invasion or whatever's going to happen all right i think that's, that's going to be a broker deal like at least for people to see where we're connecting with them and we're working together. I think there's going to be that piece of it. And it goes to my fallen angel theory of I think the aliens are fallen angels, and I think that they, to, for them to fully integrate into this, like, world with us, they're going to have to play this part. And I think that's – and a lot of people talk about the Antichrist too, and I think if – the Antichrist show there's going to be some sort of Nephilim form. It's going to be an advanced form of human. I think you're going to, he's going to look very human, whatever. Maybe you have six fingers like we know Nephilim do or whatever. But he's going to have attributes that are very supernatural. And I think it's going to make it alluring for people to maybe take something that, oh, man, I could be like that. You know what I mean? Because people always sure. want the easy route, right? It's like the opposite of the X-Men uh, cure. Yeah, there you go. Right? I love it. I, like I'm you a big comic be... fan, so yeah. like I know all the comic <laughs> stuff, man. I, I so love you want to become the X-Men. Here you go. <laughs> right. Here's your shot. Right. And I think... I think there's going to be some level of that. I've really been kicking that around a lot the past two years, man, especially when I started doing a lot of my, like, portal baby theories and yeah. really started digging into what I think they're creating in these, like, uh, alternate dimensions. Because um, people will say to me, you know, about, well, how are they How are they doing this? How are they, you know, making these Nephilim? Like, where are they at or whatever? I was like, well, they're keeping them somewhere, obviously. And I think that's what these greys are taking these humans off to do. I think they're actually 
taking them to a place to where there's this mating thing. We already know they're taking eggs. They're taking sperm right. from men. This is known fact. This has been yep. happening for what? At least documented for the past 40, 50 years. And we right? can look at the science. The 90s at peak. Right. And we right. can look at science yep. at what we do. Yeah. And we do the same stuff. The same thing, though. Uh, we almost study identical. chimpanzees. We study rats. Right. But we're we making can, chimeras. They're talking about in China. But we oh, can take I mean, their eggs. It's real. <laughs> but we can clone any animal we want. That's we not can a take conspiracy their DNA. Theory. Right. We can use all that just like, you know, with all the uh, abductions, we do the same thing. So when we can, when we can do it, and we can theorize, they're probably doing it. Then, if they're real, if they're coming down and yeah. you know picking people up and taking, we have a lot of accounts of that too. So yeah, yeah it doesn't seem like a stretch. Well, if you talk about what Bill Cooper talked about in his book, you know. Oh, uh, uh, Behold a Pair Horse. Yeah, if you yeah. can talk about that, where he talks about, you know, how that we had that whole deal right with there. the Magnificent. Yeah. What was it Magnificent? Uh, oh, man, I'm losing my mind here. Um, the Majestic. Oh, Majestic 12. Majestic 12, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, with Eisenhower and all that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So he talks about how they brokered the deal there. Right, And right, how right. it was to know how many people they were abducting. And it was a trade-off, but then it was a broker up, deal, yeah. But well, then they like, realized, hey, that they, you got a couple hundred a year that you're allowed to have, and then they were going rampant anyway, and they didn't care what we thought. And of course, they don't. Like, you know what's funny? You yeah. can track this. You could actually track this back to the Book of Enoch, where they talk about this in the Book of Enoch, how they were they were mating it's with a the book women that got scratched from the Bible. I mean, right. that was up for canonization, and they decided not to put it in. The Council of Nicaea said, nope. Book and I've Enoch. got some theories about that too, though why it wasn't in there. Because I've done some deep dives on Enoch, and I've read it several times. And there's Noah's def- grandfather, right? So when you talk about when you talk about Enoch, um, well, first off, about the <laughs> fallen angel thing. So in that book, it talks about how there was a deal brokered, basically, for technology mm-hmm. to get access to the women so they could create the Nephilim. Well, it kind of sounds a lot like something that could be kind of going on right now, where there's a right. deal brokered to get right. access to the women to right. create what. Nephilim. So that's just where my mind is with it. Um, but to the book of Enoch, so I've done some really deep dives on Enoch, and I think that the book of Enoch, at least in part, because I'm open to the idea of some of it being written by the Enoch from uh, Noah's side, mm-hmm. the grandfather, but there's another Enoch on Cain's side. Hmm. And if you know about Enoch, he is actually the direct son of Cain on the other side. And he actually, Cain named his first city after Enoch. So Enoch and his father, with the help of fallen angels, created the first secret society, which was the Brotherhood of the Snake. Holy cow. So they were they were builders, right? These guys, this is where this whole idea of Freemasonry comes from. If you know what Freemasonry is, it's masonry. It's building. This is what they came from. Right, right. Tubal Cain, right. who came down the bloodline too, and this is after the Nephilim came through. That was the seventh generation when the Nephilim came along during that Cain bloodline. But Enoch was a huge part of that. Enoch was actually, if you if you really study even some of the Freemason uh, uh, documents that are out there, um, like the Anderson legend, um, the Oliver legends, you can get these. They're PDFs. They're, they're, they're free to find online. You can go look at this. They okay. actually talk about Enoch was the... This is where Freemasonry actually came from. So what Freemasonry is taught right now is that is that the pillars are uh, uh, of Boaz and Yaakin, right? That's what the two pillars stand for. It's actually not. They actually stand for Lamech's uh, sons, uh, which are the the four, which he had three sons and a daughter. They're, they're right before the flood. So they're actually representation of them. Enoch was who they who they 
really followed from in this Brotherhood of the Snake that created, which Freemasonry sp- like spilled out of. Really, every single uh, uh, secret society spilled out of this Brotherhood of the Snake, which really? is really wild, though. And there's not a whole lot out there about about it, but I will tell people now uh, a, a book, uh, a guy that I really like is Gary Wayne. Um, he wrote the Genesis 6 Conspiracy, and he goes, I'm talking deep when it comes to the Nephilim. I mean, this guy can tie in every culture, every single thing. He's actually got another follow-up book that he's putting out, too. Uh, we had him on the show. The guy's hmm. next level. Cool. But he ties into this he calls him Evil Enoch, who was actually before the other Enoch. So this whole like he so from this evil Enoch, hieroglyphs came from this guy. It was all about symbols. It was all about writing. The 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 fallen angels helped again, technology, teaching us things, teaching us how to do things. He created these tablets, which these are the tablets that Thoth found, and this is came Emerald from oh, the Emerald tablets. So okay. they say they actually came from this evil Enoch. So this right. is where the story gets intertwined because of secret societies. They say that evil Enoch, they, they merge well, them. In a well, lot of ways. Well, yeah, because Anki, Enlil, Thoth, all like Anki and Thoth potentially could be the same guy. Right. Could be Veracocha, could be Quetzalcoatl. It's all connected through right. the serpent mythology. Um, you know, even in Ireland, uh, the Brotherhood of the Snake was St. Patrick really. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to St. Patrick's Day. Was he yeah. getting rid of snakes? No, he was getting rid of the pagan cults yeah. of the of the brotherhoods of the snake. Right. And that's where you have uh St. Michael's Tor in that area which was built on an ancient site. It's just a big tower to the St. Michael Arch- Archangel Michael mm. which is their symbol for the serpents. What did Archangel Michael do? You know, put his flaming blue sword uh into the snake. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a giant symbol of that area now becoming uh, Christian, and so those ancient mystery schools, which went through, you know, the the Druids, right. and the Egyptian priesthoods, and then you know to um, you have um, all the way to the Freemasons, yeah. uh, which you know the predecessors of. We have uh, David Lonebear Senapass is a mm-hmm. Mi'kmaq elder friend of ours, and they have long history um, with the um, uh, Knights Templar. Landing mm. in Nova Scotia, landing in Maine, communicating with the Mi'kmaq, the Mi'kmaq helping uh, the Knights Templar after Friday the 13th when all these guys were burned at the stake. The king of, of Spain, a lot of them left and came to America. Mm. And so that's a big thing with the rune stones and the weird out-of-place artifacts that you oh, see yeah. all over New England. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have the these weird chambers in New England, which is something I've been looking into. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fascinating that you have a, a Native American tradition. Uh, and this elder, literally, uh, if you Wikipedia, the Megama flag, what is it? It's a red cross with a white background. The Mi'kmaq people... That's their symbol, the same symbol as the the Knights Templar, which— It's wild. From what—being a Mason uh, at one time, is it a direct connection with uh, the Knights Templar? I mean, it's intertwined, but, I mean, they were always something kind of separate. Think about Freemasonry, though. It's it's been around since forever, even if it it wasn't 
spoken Temple of builders. in that name, right? Like it, it's kind of been around forever. Even like the uh, Rosicrucians were all tied yep, into yep. it as well. So you kind of got all these different things um, that it's, again, it's kind of been the undertone of everything, like right. just throughout the beginning. And it's all about building. Like it's always about yep. building. And again, they... They sell it as building yourself as a better man. You know, you're, 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 you know. The temple's a symbol for your body. Correct. A lot of times. For- and, you know, and you could get in, into, uh, you know, just all the lore of it, King Solomon, all that stuff, you know, obviously. But, you know, for me, you know, back to Enoch, though. But to me, like when I read the book of Enoch with a different lens, you know, when I went to it, I realized why it wasn't in the canon. Because there's so many flaws that don't add up to the actual Bible. There's stuff that's just really out of whack. Okay. Um, there's a, in, in that, uh, Noah is, is told, um, by the angels how to build the ark in the book of Enoch, but in the Bible, God tells them directly. What I find fascinating about the book of Enoch, it seems like it's a love letter to not only angels, but fallen angels because they're, they're talked by name so many times. It's so much of it that, it's just like, man, it doesn't feel right here because even when Enoch is told by God to tell the fallen angels that their impending doom's coming, they tell him, like, oh, please go back to God and, and, and speak in our behalf. And he does. It doesn't seem very, like, prophet-like. Not what I read in the Bible. Like, if God told him to do something, he would just do it and just be like, this is this is the end. Like, you guys have been, like, screwing around, literally, <laughs> screwing around yeah, too yeah, much. You've yeah. created all these giants and they're wilding out and everybody's going nuts right now, man. They're drinking, having orgies, just going going nuts. I mean, it got to the point, and people think that Noah was picked because he was perfect in God's eyes. It wasn't his soul. It was his DNA that was perfect. And that's why, because from his bloodline, like Jesus was supposed to come from his bloodline and he couldn't have a diluted bloodline, not this fallen angel bloodline. And that was their goal to literally dilute it all up to the point that they could stop it because they knew something was coming. They knew kind of it was coming. And that was part of their whole, their whole shtick was to corrupt everything. That's what they did. And I think during that pre-diluvian time, man, you had all kind of stuff, man. Chimera, you had uh, monsters that we about. Yeah. It's in the art everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. And it's it, I, it was there. Like all of this stuff was was part of it. Man, I'm telling you, I went down a deep dive recently uh, where it was like, we're talking like old earth, like way before Adam and stuff, man, about like dinosaurs. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went down this whole rabbit hole uh, with this one writer where he even theorized that dinosaurs were created by fallen angels to avatar to use in battle. And I'm like, what? That should be yes. a science fiction movie. Yes. That should be a movie. My girl <laughs> animated it, though. She hated yeah. it. She was like, I love dinosaurs. Don't ruin them Don't for ruin me. Dinosaurs. Hey, Justin says the same thing. He's like, you're ruining dinosaurs, man. Like- <laughs> By the way, did you guys see that Jay jumped in earlier and he said the Smithsonian's super pissed off with him? <laughs> <laughs> well, he keeps trying to write him letters and contact him. <laughs> that's not even him. That's his 50th clone that's, that's what like they, typing this up. And that's what they're saying at the top. It says it's Jay's oh clone because yeah. Jay just... <laughs> <laughs> Jay said something right before that about the Smithsonian oh, being pissed off with him. That's, God, that's rich. Funny. I didn't want to interrupt him. I didn't quick. want to interrupt you guys at the moment when you're in the no, conversation. No, no, it was hilarious good. for sure. Um, I mean, you keep talking about it as far as even with your belief system. As far as you know, I I've obviously come into contact with hearing the whole idea of the Earth is only six thousand years old, and I'm kind of like, what? Yeah, like, that's kind of. Okay, it doesn't jive 
you're not on that. No. Have you ever listened to any Michael Cremo? No, I ask I a lot of people this because I'm obsessed with him as far as if you want somebody that's going to give you uh, factual evidence mm-hmm. from a archaeologist or a geologist or anybody that's right. out digging up things and they find an out-of-place artifact right. where they go, this is a hammer. Right. And it's a million years old. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. He has a book called Forbidden Archaeology, and if you want to just lose You know your what? Mind, I think I have heard of this, but I don't. I didn't know the author's name. But he did a whole talk at Google. I think like, man, he's I not want some to say crackpot. recently yeah. that I ran You know what? I think I ran across it because I was looking in. I was reading some stuff about Otzi, you know, the whole uh, the Iceman that? that was found. Oh, okay. That, was, that literally had the shoes yeah. and, like, all the tools. Yeah. From like, well, I don't know how many thousands of years ago. Yeah. And they were like, this, isn't supposed to, this was not supposed to be around during that right, time. Right. And I think like, here's the thing. I think carbon dating is a lot more accurate than people say, especially like hardline Christians say sure, that it is. Sure. Um, I, here's the thing. I think NASA's a, a, a crock of shit for the most part. But I, I do agree. think they, they implement a lot of truth that they put out there too. I don't think it's all fake because that's not how these that's not how these people work. Yeah. They they're going to give you enough truth and enough things to where it's so diluted you don't know what's true and what's not. Well, and well, that's, that's, the that's the whole, how they work it. That's the whole point too though, of I won't say disinformation, but just, you know, leading people down um, side roads that aren't real. And I guess it is disinformation or double mm-hmm. double talk almost. But that's the whole goal is to not have anybody know what's up, what's down, mm-hmm. what's black, what's white. They You can't tell. Right. That's when you're screwed. Yeah. And that's what we're getting dangerously close to now. And what's even more scary with AI-generated art, chat GPT, mm-hmm. you have articles that can be written by AI. You can have art that's made by AI. You can have uh, war zone pictures or you can have pictures from COVID when they're showing these photos. When they actually show the photo from 2015, that's being reused again. And it's, it's like – so it really it's disturbing. And I used to tell former coworkers like – I hate to say it, but now I almost don't believe anything mm-hmm. unless I'm right there, wit- like witnessing it. Right, and even then, yeah. you're not sure if it really happened the way you saw it happen. <laughs> I know it's bizarre. It is. It's, it's a- the most uncertain time I've ever been aware of in my life, and it's literally the most fun for me I've ever had in my life. <laughs> like I'm having a blast. You know, I hit up Tony uh, like a week ago, and like all this like UFO stuff was happening. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, bro, is it like wrong that I'm actually probably got a heart on right now like i'm actually the most jacked up i've ever been i'm like the nephilim are coming baby i'm ready like i'm literally like ready for it um but but that's me like i i you know we go on these uh we go on on these trips and we go out in the woods and they always say like i'd literally i'm literally the dude that'll jump in the portal like i see it opening up i'm gone man i'm done i'm done i'm doing it you know i've had that thought I've really contemplated this. This is a really crazy that you said that. Is like I've had the thought that like say the UFO comes down, and the UFO is like, "Hey, look, this is your one chance. You can get on, but you're never coming back here." Right. I think I'm getting on. I hate to say that. <laughs> I think I'm getting on. Sure, that's not the wiki talking. No, I'm. Uh... I've had. I've run this. <laughs> I've run this. Mechanism. I ain't getting on, dude. I've ru- or I'll, I'll get on. I ain't. I'm, I want to come back. I though. gotta say, I gotta. I deep, need that in writing. I feel a deep connection to Richard Dreyfuss's character in Close Encounters of the Third oh, yeah. Kind when he's like, yeah. he has to go to that tower. He gets on the ship like his wife. He just leaves his whole family. Yeah. Sorry, my wife's probably watching. She's like, "You're getting on this." Here we go again. I got to a good place. Uh, My kids are older, and I told them, "I was like, listen, I go on these trips, and um, 
I might not come back one day. I was like, it's a good thing, though. I was like, if I eat, get eaten by Dogman or Bigfoot rips my arms off or I jump in a portal <laughs> or, like, I'm going at it with some interdimensional being, like, I'm all about it, dude. Like, well, I'm ready to go. You know why? Because you're on the edge of that blade. <laughs> that And that's where you like to be, yeah. right? You want to know. That's where we're all writing on. That's why we do this show in general is to be able to have these conversations and ask those types of questions. But I totally understand that motivation and drive being in the middle of the road where it's like, no, none of that happens. And I just buy the official storyline and everything's perfect. We all know what that's like because right. we were in that at once. Yeah. And then you get out of it. And sure. then once you get out of it, you cannot see the world any other way that you can't undo it it's like the matrix scene when the guy's like i want to be put back in i don't want to know that the steak i'm eating isn't real and i don't care that i'm in a big pile of goo right in this you know infinite hot tub that i never get out of right. i just don't want to know what i know yeah and we can't undo that yeah once you get to that place for sure side note uh just give a shout out to my daughter i won a dilf contest last year <laughs> She, Bro, right there. So, boy. so not even lying, she Atta enters boy. me into a DILF contest for this like designer like shoe it's wear, right? It's like a UK shoe brand. Dude. I literally won, got a pair of shoes from them because what? she wrote in Incredible. that that she's like, My dad, um, my dad should win this contest because I literally We'll go to talk to him. He's like, all right, yeah, I'll be gone for a couple of weeks hunting Bigfoot and cryptids. She's like, yeah, you may or may not see me. And then literally I won because of that. What? So like people were commenting. They were like, because there's three guys That's that awesome. won it, that won this contest. And they everybody was like, because I was on the last slide and they were like, yeah, uh, so much props to the dude on the last slide. They were like, that's wow. definitely like deal for the year. <laughs> dude, that's incredible. Oh, my god, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's it's hilarious. funny. She had to tell me I won, too. She was like, uh, by the way, she's like, I just did this as like a joke. And she's like, <laughs> literally won. Like, that's it's great. hilarious. <laughs> That's people so love funny. Bigfoot, man. People love cryptids are hot right now. Yeah, I know, it's man. Wild. It reminds me of Zoolander. It's so hot right now. It is. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I mean, it. go to Instagram and just see the amount of Bigfoot, uh, just, you know, Bigfoot video, yeah. Bigfoot sighting handles and TikTok. I was not a big Bigfoot guy for a long time. With just thought people were he's like, so much cooler though than what they originally made him out to be though because i think he's like i think well at least a portion of others interdimensional and I yeah think they've got this whole other like ecosystem i yeah. think they came from old earth i think they've been around for a long time i think they've they've been around for do you think that the national parks might be a giant cryptid preserve so i think there's an element to that but i also so there's a lot going on in these national parks right so i don't know you probably know this already, but they're actually owned by the UN. We don't own them here in the United States. So it's like what? a UN thing. Yeah. So, they own our national parks? Yeah. And this is proven. So if you actually go online and look at some of the signage that they had back in the, I want to say maybe the 60s, you can see the signage where it was uh, UN International, but people were really going crazy about it. So they changed it to just international parks. But if you notice, like all the, all the national parks and state parks are brown signs. That means that the UN owns them. So the UN actually owns those. I've seen spaces. those white 
these UN cars in national parks. So the white national historic. Yeah, so the white yeah, UN cars are crazy. They got those barcodes yeah. instead of license plates on the back. That's their whole the, thing. The stranger things is happening out there. For sure. Yeah, I, I think that Politis, there's underground bases the there for sure. And the mountain bases and dumb. For sure. I think now some of the cryptids, I think, are like the dogmen because they typically, the dogmen and they do say a lot of these like the white Bigfoot for sure. Oh, like the the Yeti type. One. Yeah, okay. they they're you know they look more I guess Yetiish, but they're white. Um, but they say a lot of them are there. seen it makes around. Sense. They're white in a white environment, right? Too, though their their uh, fur would be. They're seen around in. these bases a lot. I think they're used as like guard animals, especially the dogmen. I think they're to keep people away hmm. from these bases because I think really? maybe those are genetically. Um, Altered. I think maybe you that's think something like that some chim- chimeras. Almost? I think it could be, or they found a way to control them. But I think more or less maybe they capture some and they just figure out a way to clone them and way yeah. to control them. But you you typically see some of these dogmen around these places where people will get close to something that seems very government like, and these things will move them out of. Well, there. like Anubis, right? Yeah, right. Like just a new age guardian of the temple or the site. I think those things existed in my personal right. opinion though. And what's really funny is um a lot of them have these uh fallen angel attributes like the seraphim and the cherubim and a lot of these things are they like a spawn off from them because the cherubs mm-hmm. had like four different heads and they had Oh, like rotated around. Right. Almost, right? And what's crazy is man, I, I went down a rabbit that's hole creepy. with a guy that's all about Nephilim, right? And he was talking <laughs> as a matter of fact, Gary Wayne, and he talked about how like, when they have sex with 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 humans, they could basically, they would morph into whatever of those heads and become that version of it. And when they would have sex with the with the females, they would create that form of Nephilim. What? So you would have these cryptid forms of Nephilim. He thinks that a lot of these cryptids came from these Nephilim bloodlines too. I've heard, God, was, was this guy on Tinfoil Hat? Possibly. He's, oh, yeah. He's been on all Okay. Of the I've yeah. heard this wild, guy man. on another awesome. show. I was about to say, I think I've heard And I remember because that, I mean, to me, that kind of, it, it really does resonate a little bit, to be honest. For sure. I, I, it's so wild. It's hard for me to kind of get out on some of those ledges now. But yeah. if you look at just all the ridiculous art, uh, whether it's Sumer, whether mm-hmm. it's even here, Mesoamerica, how many strange monster-like. A lot of snake stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and well, that's, that's very seraph. So seraph is flying snake. The yeah. seraphs were. So when you think about it, if they were some sort of you know serpentine like right. angel, angelic being, right? Um, and they were having sex with humans. They he thinks that's where a lot of the reptilians came from. At least this version of them uh, that came from that. Because think about it, angelic beings can shape shift, right? So why wouldn't they pass that on? Yeah. To to whatever else they had sex with. Also, they weren't just having sex with with uh, with humans. They were having sex with animals. This was talked about in the book of Enoch. They were not just defiling humans. They oh, were also really? doing animals as well. So why wouldn't they be creating these cryptids, these weird versions? Uh, he talks about their two bloodlines. There's a uh, there's what they call the dragon's court, the dragon's bloodline, which is the patriarchal. This is where like you're they're really hardlining Nephilim, like the giants and all that stuff really came out of this like patriarchal side. But then you had this feminine side, this matriarchal side. Um, 
Um, that's where like the the gene of ISIS comes from, which he thinks a lot of these bloodlines feel like that's why they're you know they got this gene of ISIS in them. Okay. That's the bloodline of the gods. But he thinks that's where all these elven the fairy bloodlines came from. So you, that's what like I think all that stuff existed too. You had your elves, your trolls, all this stuff. I mean, people have seen this stuff even now. Yeah, yeah. Out There's in these places. In so Ireland. why wouldn't you have these different versions of Nephilim too that were created as well? And I'm not right. saying they were all and, Nephilim. And you're I think saying there's, there's, Nephilim's kind of this catch-all term that's mm-hmm. easy in this situation to use. It's easy to use, correct. It's, right. You know, you can get into... My whole thing is is the the Bible is a part of these conversations. Mm-hmm. It's You can go back into... You can get a lot of really wild stuff and interesting facts from the Bible. Right. I look at the Bhagavad Gita, ancient India. You know, our friend Vijay, I'd love for you to talk to Vijay. He yeah. uh, speaks... That would be a great conversation. Uh, Tamil is researching the connections of ancient India and ancient America and but Native that ties American in the Bible words. too, though. And Tamil just being the story, the story of Babel, yeah. where he, he talks about, um, you know, the the Tamil language is mm-hmm. one of those leftover languages yeah. that probably goes back to that story. And mm-hmm. ancient India has their own story of, you know, these people with powerful, uh, high frequency weapons. Oh yeah, and about the Vimana and, well, yeah. and all their different uh, gods. Know, Lord the... Shiva's trident. Yeah, yeah. Um, Odin had a trident. Mm-hmm. Zeus yeah. had a trident. So a lot of these stories through the years, the Absolutely. gods, you know, you call them Nephilim. Um, you know, Lord Shiva, the, the, these blue people, right. um, how they're de- depicted are all of these cultures connected in the ancient past in some way, where it was this worldwide civilization of these really, really advanced, giant, potentially, um, you know, these these kings lists where they live for a thousand years. How do you explain that? So if you talk about from a biblical aspect, though, I think they they did have, um, because of their fathers, they had that eternal life, right? Um, But I think there was that cap off that's talked about in Genesis where God capped capped it 120 years. Uh, that's why he oh, did it. So they wouldn't like built in. Yeah. Struct he, he did that. Cause he's like, nah, this isn't going to happen. Right. So he put in that 120 years. Well, what happened is the bodies died off, but the spirits remained. And that's what you call your right. demons right now. They're always searching for host oh. bodies and they're searching for, you know, us to inhabit or, or other things to inhabit. See now, now you can get into fun stuff from me. So I think that along with the fallen angels and government, I think, I think the greys are what we would call meat sacks. I think they create these meat sacks for these Nephilim spirits to inhabit. What? And they're used to transport <laughs> humans off to have sex with their fathers from before, which would be the fallen angels to create more Nephilim, which would be giants that would return at some point. Whoa. Dude. Dude. Wow, I'd have to look <laughs> deeper into that. That's just made my head spin a little bit. I was about to say, my my brain feel like it's been stretched in every different direction, <laughs> which is great. Which is great. That it's one of the things I say about this. I'm just greedy for great conversation. And if you want to listen yeah. to me talk about portal babies, because that's where the whole idea comes from that they're t- they're portaling them off to this other place to have sex. I think that's the loophole. <clears throat> how these fallen angels don't get thrown into this pit right now, because the original version did for defiling the laws of humanity. So you I think, think they're, they're doing circumventing it? In another place. it. Yeah, yeah, circumventing it. If you guys want to hear more about it, I did several series with Crips of the Corn. I did it with Uncomfortable. I did one with Tony Merkel, but then we did a final called 
Nephilim Portal Babies is four and a half hours. I it's sat on down with Kill all the of Mockingbird. Them. It's on all the platforms. Okay. So you can go to you can go to uh, the Confessionals. You can go to uh, Crips of the Corn. Uncomfortable. We all released it simultaneously. Oh, it's awesome! Podcast. Awesome. Four and a half hours. I literally break down Brotherhood the Snake and go through the entire Sign Portal Baby concept that I have going on. Yeah. Which yeah. is now morphing into Old Earth because I've got a whole series, like a whole thing I'm about to break down with Old Earth and what I think happened before that brought everything to the deluge. Now, so I think. That I think the Earth could have been reborn uh, several oh, times yeah. from before. If you're talking about three <clears throat> over 13 billion years ago, yeah. we don't know how many times there's been certain things that have happened. We can't quantify that. Yeah. So here's my overarching question. Yeah. Um, so if we have God and then the Nephilim and yeah. then us, and what are we? What are we in the grand scheme of it? I believe the creation. What from what the is Nephilim? our spirit? What is our role in this? I believe. Are, are we? You know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. I, I believe, and like I said, I'm a Christian. I believe that we were created in God's image. I think we were the first to be created in God's image, and I think that He gave us something else. And I think that is important going forward because I think this will go to a place that eventually the Earth will be reborn into something special, and I think that's going to be the end all. I think we will have a utopia. Paradise point. on Earth. I do think that's yeah. going to happen. Shangri-La. Um, I know everybody's obsessed to get into heaven, and I, I don't really care about that. I think eventually, like, it'll be here on Earth. I think that's what we'll move towards, a yeah. utopian uh, paradise at some point. Now, I think it's going to get nasty before we get there. I don't think fallen angels really want that. But I think, you know, and, and again, Fair point. but at the end of the day, I feel like if you have that faith and, you know, going forward that that's going to happen, you don't have a lot of fear. And maybe that's why I'm not scared to jump in a portal or go up against whatever. I feel like I have that behind me. But again, not here to preach. Uh, you know, for me, um, I've just seen a lot in my life that brought me back to that reality because I did. I searched all these other religions and I did all these other things. Mm -hmm. the, the one thing about Christianity that was a little different than the rest of them was um, it was about God and his connection to us, whereas there's a lot of other gods and a lot of other things to worship in these other religions, where it becomes this kind of like pantheon of gods, and that mm -hmm. seems very fallen angel to me, where I got to follow this one to do this, and I got to do this one to do this, and this one's going to do this. And to me, it didn't seem like that was—and and I guess, too— I, and I don't wish this on anybody, but if you have connections with entities and you talk to entities and they talk about those things to you, um, you get a little different vi a visual on what that is, too. Where They you, tell you the hierarchy? I would say in the sense of they have a certain fear when it comes to God or Yahweh. So there's that, really? there's that whole thing as well is, that goes on. But does this go back to when you were saying you were able to kind of communicate with... Yeah, I would say in that aspect, they, absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, and I've said this on Tony's show before, I remember, uh, I remember talking to one about selling my soul or whatever, and it kind of laughed at me and said, we already have your soul. Like, you know, that was kind of like this whole thing, this bartering thing that we we're going back and forth with. Um, and that was a moment in retrospect now where I was like, well, they actually didn't know that was just a, a false 
claim to make me feel a certain way because they're, they're all tricksters, right? They're all trying to trick us. They're all trying to trick us into what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been on the opposite side of it, though, where these entities were coming in and I would speak the name of Yahweh or speak the name of Jesus or whatever and they back off. They don't have anything to do with it. And that's very telling to me. Like, why would they not want to push into that? The thing about Christianity, and I don't mean the church. Like, let's get No, that, no, no, you're good. And yeah. let's get you that are, really clear. First off, for sure. You're, you're good. It, yeah. You are not stepping on toes. I do enjoy how, I, not enjoy, but I like how you're extremely open being a Christian. A lot of times the walls go up, like I've met and, right. and yeah. debated almost, where they want to, Christians want to debate you. But they don't understand they that it's all intertwined. Put, yeah. See, here's and the thing. And you might be the first person that's, you know, I've met some pretty great Christians throughout the years, and, and and they are open-minded to a certain point, but for you to say that these beings were all real earlier, Absolutely. Uh, you don't hear that from many <laughs> yeah. Christians. Uh, Again, he's like, of course. Yeah, I think the original versions are in the pit right now waiting to get released, and I think that's what CERN's probably trying to do down there and open up this pit, because they're going to have to get out into this. They've in, had some wild ceremonies to kick Absolutely. off their operations. Um I think the the original versions, like when you're talking about uh, Poseidon and some of these like gods that mm-hmm. I think existed, I think they were probably that first batch that really got with human women and created this version. Because even after the deluge, the Nephilim show back up again. If you read the Bible, mm-hmm. like the Raphaim and like all these right. different versions, really, yeah, the Anakim and like all these different ones, right? They show back Elohim. up. Yeah, and really when the Moses brings brings the people back into the promised land. This is after Egypt and all that rigmarole. He brings it back in there. When they when they first go in there with like Joshua and them and Caleb, uh, they come back and all of them but Joshua and Caleb are like, man, we can't do anything, man. We're like grasshoppers compared to these people. And then like Joshua and Caleb are like, no, we're good, man. We got God. Well, because of that, Moses is like, well, we're going back to the wilderness for 40 years because you guys don't believe. So essentially they went back to the wilderness and like crawled around for like 40 years because they just didn't have faith. And then they ended up coming back and Joshua and Caleb and they ended up like wiping these guys out and taking back the promised land, like wow. according to the Bible, which is pretty wow. wild when you think about humans taking out giants. Yeah. That always gives me a little bit of faith like when these things come i'm like uh, we got a little bit of something else yeah. that's a little bit better than that um but to your point though i think uh, like these things did exist though i i do think that even in the same verbiage i think when the sumerians talk about these anunnaki which i believe the anunnaki were nephilim i don't think they were like the gods because if you, if you know about the culture or, or know about the lore at least uh uh the the anu were the ones that created the right. anunnaki so those would be the fallen mm-hmm. angels when the anunnaki they're were the, the top dogs right living correct. up on the mothership that correct. aren't coming right. down absolutely sending the angels down right. To Earth. right but i even think like the fallen angels interacted so much with humans back then though you talk about mount hermon where they say that the original incursion happened when they created like the first batch of Nephilim and that's really like where their whole like hierarchy hung out this is what they did right um you know, they, they've just got – it's just a fascinating thing when you start looking at all the cultures and religions and how it all Repeats. And even when you look at like a lot of the imagery, it's a lot of the same. But I think that's what brought me back to like Christianity was that piece isn't there in that. Like all the rest of them for the most part, it seems to trickle the same, whereas – Whereas Yahweh's a little bit different um, in that aspect. Okay. But again, that's just my take on it and just my experience. Sure. I think everybody has to have their own experience to get to a certain point with God. I don't think that that's, you know, I'm not here to judge anybody or, or, right. or, or and I understand everybody's got their own take on things too. Um, and I don't know in the end how God views uh, how, how we're quote unquote judged either. Like I, I don't 
speculate right. on that. I'm just here to You're going to hell. Speak my <laughs> You're truth. going to heaven. I'm judging. Right. We don't you know, we don't really know we know like spiteful God. you know what the Bible says and I never thought he was a spiteful God either even during yeah. those like times. Do you know that what's really funny when you look at when he would when he cuz people bring up these verses a lot in the Old Testament. The Old Testament's the one they bang on when they don't want to like really right, find right. Christianity like man he was killing like babies and all this stuff like that. Yeah, if you actually really break it down and you start looking into it historically, a lot of these cities where he was told where they he was told to burn to the ground, the people and stuff in it, these were Nephilim cities. These were cities of of these deluded bloodlines, these of fallen angels lived there. Yeah, this is right. what they were. This is why he was telling them to burn the ground yeah. because this was the like Canaanites. Correct. Yeah. And, like, they, and those were giants. Yeah, like yeah. these were all giants. Right. Yeah. Which is wild when you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. I do think they're coming back. I think it's going to be part of this like crescendo of wherever we're going on this earth, where everything gets to the max. I think that they'll come. I think it's going to be more of a good thing, though. I don't think it's going to be viewed as a bad thing. Like, I think the trickery is going to be kind of like it was back then, where these were these gods. Like, you got the demigods, you got the gods. But I think they're going to do it under the guise of aliens. I think that's going to be how to sell the modern crowd on it, is aliens. Like, this is what they are. They're from somewhere else. Correct. How easy is that to be if you tie them into science? So, but that all depends on then as Soft well. Disclosure, Jay. If the Nephilim, <laughs> if they do come down, they got to go with the story as well. Then, so is that? But the are they con- coming down, or are they just moving through dimensionally? Well, is that the whole contract then as well? Of hey, we're telling them it's aliens. Absolutely, tell them, tell them you're aliens. Yeah, we can't. You know, absolutely. With, with I the think so. At I think the you're Air right. Force Base. I think, and I think, part of the script. and I like what you said there too, and I go to this mm-hmm. to people as well. I think there's only a select elite that actually know they're fallen angels. I think the governments think they're aliens, and I think they're all interacting with them like they're aliens. I think the governments are also preparing <coughs> if they were to attack on us too. I think there's the double thing. There They've been too. here this whole time. They're not necessarily right. the alien. They're these higher vibrating or higher dimensional in terms right. of, uh, you know, if you want to call them like super beings. But right. They've been here the whole time. Yeah. You know, maybe they're down in, in the inner earth. Maybe they're down yeah. oh, uh, in, in Mount Shasta. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have these reports of Very really strange advanced beings and uh, being taken down into the earth. And, you know, are those the Nephilim that are just high? They've been here the whole time. Well, the Judaic mystics think that Garden of Eden is in the earth. They Jambala. think that when when really? Adam and Eve came out, and there's a whole uh, and I have to I actually send you guys the uh, I actually got the the transcribed uh, version where I was like reading through it. Oh, uh, it was really cool because it's it's a story about Abraham and where Abraham and his in his whole family lines buried. And this is actually true. You can go to the place where it's buried, where his family's buried. But why he buried himself there is the story goes. He goes, he follows his goat or sheep, I can't remember, into this cave. And they keep going all the way down. And he's like, this is crazy. Like this whole, like the world, like the the inner earth's opening up, right? There's a body of Adam and Eve down there and Adam gets up and tells him is that you can't go any further. Like the, the Garden of Eden's back here. You'll run to the cherubs. You can't get in anyway. And that would make sense. In the sense, I'm not saying that that part of it's true, but it's part of the lore, right? But it would make sense, though, because if you think about it, they say the cherub guard the Garden of Eden. Well, 
if it was here on Earth, right, we would see it. Unless it's in the North Pole, and I know a lot of people think that too, maybe, right? But at the end of the day, it has to be someplace secluded where we can't really get to. Right. So if it was in, like, inner Earth somewhere and there were cherubs guarding it, obviously we wouldn't know about it. Like, we don't we can't get down there. Yeah. Or the people right. that can get down there aren't telling us. <laughs> so you got that going on too. Yeah. So I just thought it was an interesting concept. Yeah. I like that idea of it. And there th- being a lot of things in the Earth. Yeah. Um, I know Justin from Cryptids, he's not big on hollow earth. He does think there's massive caverns throughout mm-hmm. the earth too. Well, yeah. Which there are. Which absolutely, we yeah. know that's a fact, right. right? We know that's a fact. Right. But I think inside the earth, there's also this interdimensional gateways as well. I think you've got these portals within inner earth. And I think maybe that's what you were talking about earlier about these, uh, parks where maybe you go down in and there's these portaling systems that they're guarding or they're yep. using, they're harnessing or whatever they're moving in and out between these dimensions. Who knows what they're bringing back yeah. or what they're sending? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Or those open up there and it's a hunting ground or, you know, just because, again, with the 4-1-1 and Politis with the hunted, mm-hmm. people just go missing in national parks. Well, they're parks. just walking into portals and not cave even systems. knowing it. Yeah, you cave know. systems that are underneath God, the parks. God, I want to do that so bad, man. I just want to walk into one accidentally. That would just... I would How would we get a report back? Joel will never see you again. I can see you and Mark Mark Wahlberg in Planet of the Apes and Joel landing on the beach like, where am I? Damn it, I shouldn't have said Paul Giamatti as an orangutan. Jumping in the portal. I've never met somebody. This guy right here. I've never met somebody. I see a portal opening up. I'm the guy that's jumping in. No one's ever said that. I, I, swear, that I hope I, I hear that metallic sound. <laughs> they say it. when you hear it, though, it's like yeah. you're supposed to hear that metallic Whoa. sound. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm running straight for it. Like, I can't wait. Dude. That'd be awesome. Like I said, I didn't think Can I be portal, there with a camera? <laughs> I definitely thought of the UFO scenario multiple times where I've contemplated it. Like, Because really, I sit there and you look up at the stars and you're like, God, I just wonder. Like, There's so much to wonder about. Now, here's it. one for you. When yeah. you're talking about – we're talking about Christianity, right? There's been a lot of people that were about to be abducted that called out in the name of Jesus or Yahweh, and they backed off and they left. There's Get been multiple out. reports of that happening, and that's even with the ones that come in the room you know, and levitate and try to pull you out. Speaks There's been so many reports of that, and that kind of kicked to me in my mind the fallen too. Fallen angel stuff. That is well. And that's part of that thing where I'm like they, – they literally fear this. Yeah. Why do they fear this? this. Also, when I started digging into a lot of the elitism and, um, matter of fact, I'm going to pull this up real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, really dude, yeah, go for, for it. Sure. Do it. I'd say I'm not going to pump the brakes. Nope. Jesus. We just went past two hours. We're at going strong. This has been great. Yeah. It's I, been so awesome. That's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> I know when I get fired up and I feel it. So it's on a train. Keep it running. Yeah, absolutely. Had to get another wiki. Well, we're both on two. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I'm no, having good my computer's it. rebooting right now. I don't know. It's no like, worries. Oh, it's probably because right. I've been having to sit there forever and didn't do anything with no it. No problem. That's right. um, but I to lead into this when I pull it up, because I've actually got these uh, Ten Commandments, it's pretty interesting. Um, this is something that I bring up a lot of times when I talk about Christianity and how it correlates on the opposite end of why they try to get rid of it so much. Why it's it's like a concerted effort globally to get rid of it. And when I say Christianity again, not the church, I'm talking about uh living a Christ-like life or bringing Christ into the conversation. I feel like that there's just this goal, this masterful goal to always get rid of it. Again, I think they're trying to get rid of all religion because they want to create a new religion. I think this is this, this whole Alien, alien religion. religion. Absolutely. Yep. Isaac Weisop <clears throat> talks about that a lot. Yep, yep. And I and I totally I, I adhere to that for I've sure. To, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and and I totally agree with that part of it. But there's this, and it's funny because Sean, um, Sean's not a Christian, and he and I debate a lot on the show. Uh, but it's funny the past couple months, he'll come to me. He's like, man, I don't know, man, kind of right now, ran into this right here, man, and kind of like they really are kind of like really pushing hard. He's a big Raiders fan, and like mm-hmm. uh, Derek Carr is a big Christian, and man, they did yeah. a really hard line thing on him this past year, like really trying to get him like kind of screwed up with really. Like, the whole, yeah, I mean, he had a pretty decent season, mm-hmm. and they really worked hard to get him out, and kind of did the same thing with Tebow. It was kind of a big thing there too, um, which was really weird, you know. Um, and I'm not saying all that stuff. Has, Sometimes you just suck, right? But it's it's but it's weird sometimes when you run across these things. But this particular thing that I ran across uh, about a year ago yeah. really opened my eyes. And you're talking about uh, uh, who were you talking about earlier? We we're talking about Theosophist um, Blavatsky. Blavla- yeah, Blavatsky, Charles and this Lipbenner. ties into that too. I was about to say I'm still a Tebow fan. At least he sticks to his. He's guns. just a nice guy, man. You can't knock. You like can't that guy. knock him. No, no. And that's the whole thing yeah, about it, Joel. Like dude. I never have a problem with somebody. Like if you espouse it and you're trying to live that life, I'm always like, if you're out there trying to make a world a better place, great. The only ones I get really frustrated with are like fundamentalists. The the no the mega churches too. Right. Like, exactly. You have a you have a flood and Joel flying, Osteen doesn't let everybody in the church cuz it's like private jet. Me with that clown. You, but you see what I mean, right? Like so there's yeah. all these different vantage Always. points where you see people kind of getting robbed with their faith and it's like it's yeah. cool if you're sticking to your guns and it really makes you a better person. That's why I can't knock Tebow, man. Like no. Yeah, it's no, a no. ten point plan by Alice Bailey. So if you know that oh, Alice, yeah, Bailey, Alice Bailey, she came right after uh what she learned from Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like her whole thing and her. So anyway, she helped create these uh, this 10 point plan um, that also ties into the U.N. We were talking about how this ties into this whole Lucifer um, printing. I'm going to pull this up in a minute, too, so you guys know about that. But this is crazy. Um, this 10 point plan that she helped create. And this is all a part of what they try to do. The number one was take God and prayer out of the education system. That's literally like their number one point that they start with. Separation, church, and yeah. state. Then you got reduced parental authority over children, which, God, man, look what they're doing now. They're doing a lot of that with what they're doing in the schools can and I, brainwashing. Can I add to that, too? Yeah. So it was a conversation between, I want to say, a Rockefeller and some confidant friend of his back in the day. And he asked his friend, the Rockefeller uh, child, said, what do you think the, um, you know, um, getting women into the workforce was about? Mm. And he's like, well, equal rights and, you know, this and that. He's wrong. He goes, that's what that was getting your kids away from you even more. Yeah. Getting them into the school system. Getting them in the system. I've heard that before. Getting them in the system so we can have more influence over them. Uh, just to add to that, that I always thought no, that was you're an totally interesting right. comment because Listen, I would have never thought. And I've of it heard that, that way. before too. And it's so fascinating what they've done in the name of supposedly progress, but yeah. actually has set us back. Right. And not saying that just women have to stay home with kids. No, no, no. I stay home with the kids. I don't give a shit. But somebody needs to be there. No, I, I completely. Somebody agree with that. from the family needs to be there. Right. Like that right. part. And then it even they even break down that reduced parental authority over children into like different sections to promote excessive child rights, which they've done that too. Oh, absolutely! Uh, abolish corporal punishment, and they even put Bible verses underneath these as like a documentation of why we don't need to do this, which is super weird too. Why would they be doing that? Like, why why is everything directed at the Bible and Christianity? Like, it's so weird. Why they pick that one? There's so many other religions out there. Why would you just pick that one? Mm-hmm. It's weird to me. Um, 
teachers are the agents of implementation. Look at what they're doing now with woke culture and everything else. Yeah. Like the, in the schools, they're big on that right now. I mean, they're they're all that. Um, number three, destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure. Again, are we back to that yeah. same word again? Why is this becoming promote sexual promiscuity, use the advertising industry media? There's Mockingbird right there, like yep. all over. It's part of what they want to do. Um, if sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it easy. Like all this different stuff that they do to implement. I'm not saying believe one way or the other on this. I'm just saying what they're pushing. That's in what these they're documents. saying. Yeah, a lot of the, the, dude. I've looked into this stuff. Very. I like to say mystic. When it I is. used to talk to people, <laughs> very right, and that's what the fallen angels and nephilim were all about. Like hedonistic. Got, that's why they got wiped out. I used to go. talk to people about this, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not saying this. This is what they're saying. They're saying. In their writings. Yeah. In these white papers. Right. You're not making it up. No. It's no. what they're saying. And I tell people all the time, like, you don't have to believe what they're saying. You don't even have to believe what I'm saying about what they're saying. Read a page Just of know Crowley. that this is what they think. Even if they're not yeah. right in what they think, that's what they believe, and they're acting on what they believe. Right. You don't even have to believe that these elite bloodlines exist. You don't have to believe they're Nephilim bloodlines, whatever, but yeah. they believe that they are. Right. And they're acting right. on exactly. what they believe, and they're moving and shaking on us because of what they believe. Well, and that's where your consciousness creates reality at a certain level, too. Yeah. Number five, make divorce e- easy and legal. Free people from the concept of marriage for life. So there's another one that's just tearing up the family. It's all about the family, tearing it up. Um, it's just a bunch of them, man. Debase art, make it run mad. I mean, look what they've done with art over the past, you know, everything, music. We're talking about uh, any form of graphic art, whatever else. They've done a really good job of implementing a lot of this Luciferian imagery throughout. Yeah. Sigils, all yeah. kind of things that we talked about earlier. Yeah. I mean, they're doing all that. Um here we go. Create an interfaith movement. Promote other faiths to be faiths to be at par with Christianity and break this thing about Christianity as being the only way to heaven. It's so weird. Why is this such a targeted thing? And this is from Alice Bailey. Like this is from the theosophist who connected this into the UN. This was part of what originally what they wanted to move into the UN, this this whole this whole ideology. Um, get governments to make all these law laws and get the church to endorse these changes. So back to what I said earlier in the conversation, we're going to work both ends of it. We're not only going to try to tear down Christianity in the church, but we're going to also run Christianity in the church at the same time. So we're going to, we're going to eject it while we take over the front. Exactly. So we're going to recycle and kick out this stuff. We're going to rebrand and go, this is what it's always been. That's George, that's animal farm type stuff. It really is. That's the whole, that's the whole, you know, four legs good, two legs bad. And then they're like, no, two legs is good too. Two legs is even better than four (laughs) legs. And then by the end of it, you know, the pigs are living in the house. And like the the creepiest line is that they say, by the end of it, you couldn't tell the difference between the pigs and the farmer. I know. That's like so they've wild. just they've just converted themselves into it, you know what they espouse to hate, they become they became, and you know, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's why I believe the way I believe because I just see so many correlations. Sure. Between why is it that these elites hate like the God of Judaism or Yahweh and they really do so much and they right. really do and it just starts it, it, and none of the other gods are like that with it's just that particular and you can even see like sports athletes where they'll bring up God and start talking about all of a sudden the, the feed gets cut and they'll be like back in yeah. ESPN we're like well, what happened mm. you yeah. don't yeah like again I don't care how anybody believes you believe whatever you want to I feel like a free country should allow that and I think that you should be able to think whatever you want to think but why is it so concerted effort to just knock out one particular group 
or, 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 or way of thinking. It just seems like there's just a really hard-lined arena there. And why is it so much devil imagery everywhere like now? I mean, and we're not talking about, and listen, I don't want to get on the satanic panic stuff. It's metal, I, dude. I believe that, too. I believe, like, that whole satanic panic thing was totally Bull. manufactured. It was, up. Oh, sure. it was Completely. And I think they're kind of doing another one now. I think that's part yep, of yep. it. But I think that there's still an element of it that's so true because it's so much of it. It's like, man, like why is Sam Smith up here dressed up like the devil at the Grammys and Dude, doing this whole thing? too weird. It's, but it's, it's becoming so head, normal. Like, why is this normal? Well, but the whole part of that is, and I think Mike's the one that kind of expressed this to me was, you know, to carry out that agenda, you have to show us. Oh, absolutely. They have to tell us yeah. what they have to tell us what they're doing. That's part of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the whole karmatic wheel. There you go. That That's prevents it. That's the, it. the karmatic wheel from if they do moving. it in secrecy, it's now you know something we could prep you. for, and so it's an unfair battle. And, and honestly, that's uh, I watched hours of this guy Bill Schneeblin. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I haven't. Some of the earliest YouTube that you can uh, talk about: former um, Satanist, former mm-hmm. Black Arts, former Freemason. Yeah, was actually a, a Roman Catholic priest as well, was a Jesuit. He had his hands and had worked his way into so many different groups. Yeah. And you listen, I'd listen hours of his stuff. And that's just when I was trying to research um, more of the paranormal side of just, yeah. uh, you know, demonic possession. Mm-hmm. And I got into a whole kick of that and then eventually yeah. ran into these former occultists. Yeah. One after another that talked about how the big thing was railing against Christianity first and foremost mm-hmm. and getting into they had high school principals. Right. They had people in government. Right. They had people in literally everything. And this guy, you know, talks about, you know, eventually he becomes. But if you really start digging into, you know, like you did, you start digging into the occult, a lot of people end up Christians. Yeah. You see it over and over and over again. I always thought, why is that? You know, it it is really, um, you know, I've experienced really, really bizarre things as well. And, and, uh, you know, there is something about, um, like, I've met you. We we haven't known each other that long. But I've heard a very similar story to yours from multiple other people that are digging into this kind of stuff. Now... You start doing meditation, that doesn't mean you're going to be possessed by a demon. I mean, no, you know, there's doesn't. spiritual sides of, of things that I've looked into and felt and 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 have experienced and, um, you know, the teachings um, of Jesus or any type of mm-hmm. ancient, any person that yeah. had anything great to say, I want to know about it. Yeah. So, you know, I've looked into the lost years of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fascinating part. Where was he for those twenty some years? Right. Uh, you know, was tell you he a in funny India? Book is uh, a book called Lamb that is a hilarious book about his lost years or whatever. It's just, okay. it's actually just it, it's really funny. Um, I thought it was I thought it was pretty funny. It's it's about uh, one of it's about. It's from the perspective of his best friend since he's had since childhood, and his best friend rolled around with him during this whole time, and it's from his perspective of what's going on. I, I like the book because it never, like, devalued Jesus and made him out to be anything that he wasn't, like, mm-hmm. in the Bible, but, like, everything else around him was just, like, mayhem, and it was just, like, this whole <laughs> perspective of this guy who's totally human, and he's, like— he even talks about Jesus like when he was a kid and he was playing with this frog and the frog accidentally died and then he like raised him from the dead and he thought it was funny and killed him again and he raised him from the dead. Like it was just 
like a funny <laughs> learning his power. But, it, but it's like, you know, you think about it, like at one point he was a kid and like he might not have really understood, you know, because he right. had to grow up like anybody else. Right. Right. Um, that part of it, I thought was really, really interesting. But you're right, though. There's that part of it that I think is very interesting. And I think that's what the Bible does. Like He was really... learning esoteric information. The Bible is esoteric, and I think people confuse that but, word but so much. But that's what I mean. That The mm-hmm. early Christians were the Essenes, mm-hmm. were these folks that were the Gnostics. You know, they had a, a spiritual aspect, not this kind of, you know, cleansed down version like what you were talking yeah. about, the church, because the spirituality goes through the priest, right? Yeah. So the early Christians weren't like that. The Essenes no. were, I think... Learning healing, learning meditation, just like Jesus. He did, he went to, I believe, he went to India. There are temples and, and things up in the mountains where in a Buddhist temple, a man named Aisa came to the land and healed very people. Well could have been. And they and they taught him meditation. Said, well, they taught him healing. They he thought about him going to uh, America, <clears throat> too. Showing up to America. Native Americans. People talk about that as well. Yep. I mean, we, we don't know what happened during that time. And that's a it's with a lot with the Bible, right? There's gaps where we don't. I would talk about. I just said earlier about verse one and verse two. We're talking about billions of years between two verses, right? right? Yep, so yep. when you think about it, I take it for what it is. It's an esoteric book through and through. People get that word and they and they they're like, oh, it esoteric. Means it means evil. Like no. no, it just means hidden. It just means that. No. And again, I don't think it was ever supposed to be hidden from us. I think this was we were supposed to connect with God on a deeper level. That's why Jesus came, because he wanted us to connect with yeah. him on a deeper level. But then, obviously, the fallen angels and everybody else got involved and then, like, quickly jumped into the church and tried to control everything. And then they got everybody yeah. thinking that you got to pray to a priest, you got to do this, do that, while the priests are Priest doing whatever to these, like, boys over here. You know what I mean? You got all this yep. stuff, weird stuff going on, and they're keeping us away from our relationship we're supposed to have with God and with other people. So let's not forget that either, though. We're supposed to connect and grow with other people. We're supposed to uh, create an environment that we all can evolve together in right. in, in a way that is beneficial to all of us. Right. You know, everybody's so consumed with getting off this planet, like, oh, I got to get to right. heaven, or, or the end times are coming, or this and that. Like, why don't you try to live your best life here? Because that's why he created this, this is earth for us Dude, in the first place. Is took- to experience love, yeah. hate, fear, pain, right. you know, higher realms of existence, you don't have this physical body. Right. Yeah, it's you know, experience. I believe that, you know, the, the, that part of us, our inner essence, the soul, whatever you want to talk yeah. about it, our mana, you know, it moves on, but we're here as a schoolyard. No, yeah. I can't yeah, agree ground. with that. Though. And, you know, do we move on? Who really knows if you're the reincarnation, all that stuff you can believe or not believe. It doesn't matter. But, um, you know, and we don't all have to believe the same thing. We can all be different. It's okay. We can have these conversations. Yeah. Sure. And you're a Christian and you're a Buddhist and you're a Hindu and right. and, and it's all it's all love. Yeah. Right. And ah. it's finding, uh, you know, there's a nugget that you can learn from a Hindu or a Buddhist, or that they can learn from you. And many Buddhists and Hindus actually have writings about Jesus. Yeah. You were talking about, about you were talking about um, 
you know, the body and how, you know, when you, you know, your soul leaves the body or whatever. One thing though the Bible talks about is like, you're going to have a new body. So at the end of the day, again, new earth, new body, again, he doesn't really ever want us to leave here. This was something that was created for us. Yeah. And I think right. that was supposed to be eternal. So uh, I think that we need to realize whatever you want to call it. that we need to realize with, with that concept of, you know, Let's, let's get out of this whole thing of like trying to get out of here and try to right. send and whatever. Listen, I love getting into esoteric stuff and getting down that rabbit but hole. But I'm with what you're saying because I took my dog for a walk before today mm-hmm. and like not too long of a story, but just with some back issues and pain I've had, shit wasn't fun for a long time. Yeah. Walking my dog was not fun, getting yeah. up, moving. So I was like, I was like, Honestly, like if my body doesn't get better, like I'm good with an uh, abbreviated timeline because I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah. Being out of that now, uh, yeah, I'm like, I could do this for a long time. Yeah. I really enjoy this. It's great. It's nice and yeah. sunny. Like there's so many things to take in and really just revel in. Right. That if you're not paying attention and you don't, get, you don't get those little lessons right. and you're not... I used to joke that my win every day was waking up and the socks that I got to pull out of my sock drawers win because I'd put on my Mario Brothers socks or like some fun sock. Because I'm like, <laughs> other people think they got to win the Mega Millions or they need a Ferrari or they to need this. Happy. And I said, <laughs> they're never going to win. No. I win every day. Right. And I set that up. So I win. Right. Bunch Absolutely. of small wins. I'm the one that gets to make my game. Right. Yeah. We all get to do that. No, for sure. Dangle your own carrot. Don't let somebody else make that carrot for you. What do you want to go after? What do you have in front of you? Right. And I think that's something I had to find the balance with, too, though, because I've always been kind of had that warrior <coughs> spirit and want to fight. You know, that's just yep. kind of me, right? Hero's journey, man. And yep. I, as Mikey would say, I've kind of found a way that I'm supposed to channel that now into like music, in into what I'm doing with the podcast, yep. what I'm doing when I talk to people about these elites, all these other things. Like and, I know, but at the other side of it too, though, I'm coming more in tune with the side of connecting with people on a deeper level and being able to understand others and understand that everybody's not like me. Sure. I have to understand how they think too, because that's something that yep. is hard for me sometimes <clears throat> because listen, sometimes it's hard for me to understand why somebody doesn't fight back. Right. But then I have to understand like they're a different personality. They're a different person. Not everybody's like me. And in all honesty, um, not only that, nobody's like you. Right. We are all We're so all unique. Different. Right. Like that's really right. That's a very big thing to come to and say too, because you know, we've all come from that perspective where it's like, how hard is this to understand? Why can't you see exactly right. like me? And once you realize like wondering why I say, if I didn't get you or you didn't yeah. get me, now you understand, right? We it's don't perspective. We don't get that. Yeah, we it's don't get that. Um, I think that was just a lot of years of nursing too, of seeing I people bet, of yeah. all different walks of life, and to even the conversation that you guys were having a second ago about the whole, you know, what happens to our uh, energy, our essence, mm-hmm. our spirit. Um, not like it was a fun experience, but I've seen a lot of people pass away in real time in front of me. Yeah, it's and weird. that's I've not something normal, right? Because once that person stops existing, you know it instantly. <clears throat> right. There is nothing inhabiting really that physical body. It is gone. It might be floating in the room or what? They're not there anymore. No. Right. That person I knew as grandma. Yep. My grandmother, I was right there at her bedside. Yep. And when she was gone, dude, yeah. she was gone. gone. And that, yep. that, that essence is gone. And it's, it's just, just a shell. Yeah, it doesn't you know, even look like machine. it. It's right. weird. It's really weird. So that's given me a lot of perspective. Yeah. And even so is also, um, you know, sitting there 
how we all kind of project out, we're going to get 70, 80, 90. Who knows how long you get to live. So yeah. the other part of what you're saying about enjoying it is every single day you wake up and you get to participate, that's as much as you should be expecting. Yeah. Because you don't know when you go to sleep at night. And don't you waste You might be it. one of those random somebody right. that, you know, you have a, a weak blood vessel, who knows, in your brain or something. We really don't know that. Yeah. And that's the whole thing of projecting out further where oh, I'm going to be here. I don't know. So every day to me is like it's just been created. It's like, right again, like today's Saturday, but it's not the same as last Saturday. It's it's just a made-up word we said to keep us in line. It's all a bunch of nonsense. We're on this linear timeline that's just shooting us straight forward the whole time, and we have to recognize that, like, right. be aware that you're here. Unless, unless you think here. it's all, like, Marvel, and it's, like, Kang, and he's got us on, like, a million different timelines splintering. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's a million different Joels ranting about the elite in different, slightly different ways. There's the Christian Joel here in this reality. There's the Hindi Joel in that reality. But it's all just ranting about the elite. And we're all battling Smithsonian <laughs> J at every turn. No matter what the timeline is, it you know, always goes back to J in the Smithsonian. I was going to say God, that I same that. thing because I knew we couldn't change J's characters immutable throughout no, the infinite no, parallel no. universes. J is always God. at the Smithsonian. No. Guys, this oh, has been fun. Good. We've been going pretty strong Ooh. here. I know. Uh, this has been, <laughs> this is, you know, I love these kind of shows because it is, it's just, you know, something that we haven't like subjects that we haven't had an open conversation about yet. Or we just show. haven't had the guests to come on to be no. really, you know, talk no. about them because we might have a little bit to say here and there. Mikey might have more than I, but I mean, as I always say, I'm not the authority on this anything. I'm a weather I've, I've dug, I'm an aggregator. Into, right. I've dug into this stuff. Yeah. And it it does like it constantly pops up, and you know it affirms over the years a lot of the things I was digging into with the occult and right. and uh, where it comes from, the historical part of it, the mystery schools. Uh, it all does kind of lead back to the same place uh, a lot of times. Yeah. And man, this has just been this has been a ride. We've had some laughs. You're not going to hear uh, any complaints out of me. Got some knowledge. No, this <laughs> has been awesome. Time. Joel, any uh, anything you want to leave us with? Anything um, you want to promote or uh, yeah. let everybody know where we can find you? By the way, all of Joel's links are in the description. So if you guys want to find him, make sure you uh, hit those. Check them out. Yeah, if you're looking to find me, uh, you can find me on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podcast 2.0, Stitcher, any of the places you find podcasts, you can find Kill the Mockingbirds, myself and Sean Chris. We have a show that comes out every Thursday, 12 a.m. Um, we do have two extra shows that we drop a month, one with Cryptos of the Corn called Floating Mushroom, and then we've got one with Juan Ayala called Shadow Band Syndicate. Um, you can catch us there. If you're looking for my music, you can find that anywhere, Spotify, Apple Music, um, literally there's like 30 different platforms that play it. Look for Joel Thomas. Um, you'll find me there. There's no other Joel Thomases. So you can find me there. Uh, I put out new music all the time. So, uh, you can do that. If you're looking for my main hub where we play around a lot is Instagram. So you can find us at kill them at kill the mockingbird podcast. Uh, we put up a lot of like funny videos. Yeah. I do a lot of that. Uh, we do a lot of informative stuff, a lot of weird stuff too. If I catch some weird stuff that's moving around, like, Oh man, this thing was shown over here. Like, oh, we'll put that up too. Um, we 
we do, uh, you can actually subscribe to us there on Instagram where I do a lot of these like green screen reels. I do a lot of really cool stuff. You do there. some neat things. Yeah. Yeah. Your I've reels seen are a dope. couple of them. They're really great. So yep. we do a lot of that, a lot of fun stuff there. You can follow me at Van Tesla Music on Instagram too, where I do a lot of like music reels where yeah. I'm either rapping or singing or whatever. You get to see the lyrics too. It'll guide you where to find the music. Uh, and you can find me on um, YouTube here at at Van Tesla Music, where I've got music videos up, too. So we should have some more stuff up pretty soon there as far as music (coughs) video-wise. And if you're looking for the latest film, Expedition Dogman, go to Amazon Prime. You can find me there with Tony Merkel, Christian Roper, and Ward Heine. uh, Check that out. First Adventure. Yeah, definitely check that out. Absolutely. Yeah. And check out the podcast. Check out everything you guys are doing over at Merkel Media. We'd love to have Sean and you in studio oh, uh, yeah. next. That, that would be a, a trip. Yeah, we'll get uh, really We have some there. ideas. <laughs> we have some ideas. Yeah. Um, we might but, have a Royal Rumble going on today <laughs> down here. But, Joel, this has been great, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I had a blast, This guys. has been a ride. It's been fun um, <laughs> And, you know, we are The Strange Road. You can follow us. Uh, you know, make sure you like this video. Hit that subscribe. Um, the podcast is on all major platforms. Uh, please follow us. And uh, we'd love a five-star rating. So yeah, if you guys like the review. show. Tell us uh, what you episodes think. Episodes like this. Tell us what you think. Um, you can find us on Instagram uh, at the Strange Road. I'm kind of front running the the Instagram. Stoner does all of our editing, so you can catch our reels, uh, the stuff we're doing there. We're doing a lot of shorts and reels over on YouTube that are crushing right now. Yeah, um, we're we're you know gaining ground uh, week by week. Just uh, trying to put stuff out there. You guys seem to be liking it. So we're going to keep doing it I'm having a and good time. Uh, keep having awesome people like Joel and everybody else that we've been coming in contact with the last yeah. two months. We've had a blast. Um, and, yeah, listen to us, watch our stuff, and we appreciate the heck out of all you guys in the chat. Yep. Uh, thank you for hanging out. Big thank um, you to uh, Stoner and Disbro back there absolutely. for helping put this on and uh, yep. orchestrating all of this yep. madness. The wizard and the bro behind the scenes. <laughs> the wizard and the bro. <laughs> yep. The wizard and Willow. Yep. Uh, <laughs> any other last words, Bob? No. Good time? All right, let's Dude, wrap this always, one up. Always. All right. Take us out, Stoner. Till next time.